SteinbachOnline.com, the voice of our community. Joined in studio with Cliff Fletcher, I mean Paul Dick. Paul, uh, that reference, of course, from the blockbuster Toronto Maple Leafs trade back in the day, which pales in comparison to what you pulled off. It was a big trade, Dave. Uh, <laughs> probably a little larger than we initially anticipated, but uh, just evolved over time. Yeah, okay, so take us back. When was this, like, first approached? Can you can you let us know when the first kind of talk started? I um, can't really pinpoint the exact date, but I'm guessing, you know, maybe three and a half weeks ago or so, and, um, you know, the GMs have conversations, and, and uh, they usually kind of just uh, are initiated with, you know, plans for the offseason and, and are, you know, looking looking to make any moves. And, and uh, that's kind of, I think, how this one began as well. And, um, you know, we had initially talked about two, three players being involved in the deal. And as uh, ironically, we weren't able to come to an agreement on two or three players. But once we got into the 10 uh, into the 10 range, it seemed like we were getting closer. So, um, you know, but I think it's a deal that, you know, fits the needs of, of both teams and, and that's what you hope, um, you know, comes of it and where we can continue to have good relations moving forward. It's an eye-popping number. I think that's what kind of everybody grabs right away. It's that it's uh, 10 players plus two draft picks. So it's a 12-piece trade. That could not have been easy to, to orchestrate. Uh, so take us through what it was like as this thing continued to build almost to the point where you probably had to stop believing it would happen. Well, yeah, that's right. I think at, at one point, actually, our uh, we took a little break. We pulled back from the deal probably about two weeks ago, and, and uh, you know, we weren't sure if, if things were going to move forward at all. It was, you know, it was actually a lot smaller at that stage, and... Um, you know, we resumed uh, talks there shortly after the draft, and um, it became, you know, intensified uh, the last couple of days. We started to realize it was getting getting close, and and then uh, it's just it's just um, you know tweaking it and and maybe adding a piece here or there, and um, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, I think both both clubs are happy with it, and uh, it it it. Um, probably consumed I think that last day I think for you know these things do take work and and uh it I think that last day I got be fair to say we probably spent six seven hours on it just that day alone okay so I know you probably can't speak to it from from Winnipeg's perspective but it's it's a unique trade because you know the commodities you're getting at a junior a level well, in what you're giving up, Winnipeg is kind of taking more of a wait and see approach. Does that make a deal like this harder to pull off? Well, I think so. Yeah, um, you're, you're right. I mean, the three players that we have coming in have uh, what a combined six years of experience in the MJHL, and they're proven players. We played them in the playoffs last year, so we we got to see firsthand, you know, who they are and how they play at this level. And and then you know we have guys in our room that know them as people, so. You know, I think the the risk was was minimal in terms of the type of players that we're receiving. You know, on their end, I think there's a familiarity with all of those players as well. Most of them have gone through the Rink Hockey Academy, so they're uh, familiar with who they're getting. Um, you know, they're the the only um, question mark they may have is how's their game going to translate to junior hockey. So, you know, I'm pretty confident they're they're getting a number of really good players there. Um, you know, time will ultimately tell. Time's always the uh, the most accurate judge on a on a trade, but um, y- you know, and it could turn out that they they get a couple studs out of this deal. So 
and that's the nature of it, right? So we, we you give up. That's the risk that um, you know we had to assume mm-hmm. in, in getting a proven or getting several proven commodities. But you know that's um, that's that's the nature of that business, and we yeah, were willing to do that. And it's a tale of two teams in two different places that's as a right. franchise, too, right? Like with the with the ice now taking over and and that great program now taking over the Blues. They're starting from from level zero. You want to build. You're looking for championships in the next couple of years, so it kind of makes sense that they're taking a bit of lottery tickets on a couple guys absolutely. while you're getting the proven guys. Yeah, absolutely. and on the surface, it looks maybe one sided for Steinbeck, but when you dig deep, it's a pretty even trade. Oh, big time! There's no question. I, we don't. Uh, I, I certainly don't feel this is a um, you know a lopsided trade by any means. So, you know, I think uh, in two three years and. You know, three years from now, you know, the guys that we've acquired in this trade won't be in our league any longer, and, and they, they'll have, uh, they could have several players that are, you know, still playing and maybe some of the top guys in the MJHL. But, uh, you know, like uh, we were, you know, we were looking at, at this season and, and uh, the following season, and um, we just feel like makes us, uh, improves our, our lineup immediately and it makes us a little deeper. Yeah, and it gets people excited for September. I know that a, a number of, of players, past, current, and and even fans are pretty excited about this. So let's talk about the guys that you have coming in, Paul. Uh, Dylan Cassie, we got to speak with Dylan yesterday. Very excited to be part of Steinbeck. Uh, what do you like about his game, and, and what does he bring to Steinbeck? Well, there's two things. First of all, he's a mobile defenseman, which is, which is critical in today's game. Um, you know, he's a puck mover. Um, you know, he's a complete player. He's, he plays in both both ends of the rink. He's difficult to play against defensively. He, he's got a little bit of bite to his game. And um, so, you know, we've, we felt like he wasn't a one-dimensional player. And, um, and, you know, and we've seen that. We, we, he's been an impact defenseman in this league. He played in the MJ-SJ Showcase last year. So, um, uh, and, and that experience and leadership is also going to be a, a nice addition to our group. Uh, you get a, another stud in Cody Bahoon who you really showed well against the Pistons last year, and he, I think he had 19 goals in uh, in his second season. He's got, I think, I think, some untapped offensive potential. What do you like about the soon-to-be 19-year-old who's actually turning 19 in a couple of days? Well, there's a lot to like about Cody's game. He plays with a lot of pace and energy, um, you know, a lot of tenacity. Uh, those are things that you're going to see immediately. Uh, he's got a he's a he's a shooting threat. He can really rip the puck, and um, you know very very competitive as well. So had a tremendous playoff against us. I thought he was really difficult for us to manage, and um, so you know w- w- we needed to add a, you know another centerman, and um, you know to um, we feel he's a really good fit with some of the wingers that we have. So you know that was. You know, once he came in into play into the picture, um, you know, it was, it was uh, a piece that we were really hoping to secure. Ty Nakins, that's uh, another really good young player. Fifteen goals last year in his rookie year. Yeah, uh, he's only going to be eighteen this season. I mean, that he's got a big time upside, and that's a, that may be the the player that fans will most recognize this season and beyond. Well, Ty has three years left, and if you you know look at his numbers from last year, I think he finished fourth in the league in rookie scoring. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about about Ty's game, and uh, I think his best years are are still ahead of him. So, you know, we uh, the term upside would would fit 
very appropriate late for Ty. But, uh, you know, he's a big body, um, understands how to generate offense. But, uh, you know, another guy that's hard to play against. He's got a very good compete level, uh, wants to win. I think the first thing that really, you know, stuck out in my conversation with the players yesterday was their desire to win. And, um, you know, that's a big part of our culture here. So excited about the attitude they're bringing into the into the season. All right, so uh, let's talk a, a little bit about the guys, the prospects that are, are departing. I think the, the most recognizable names will be Logan Dennis and, and Braden Clark. And Dennis might be, at the end of the day, the most talented overall player involved in this trade. Tough to give him up, but uh, uh, you got to give to get, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, Dennis has a bright future. He's got four years of eligibility in this league, and he's been a proven scorer at every level. And, you know, we brought him up last year. He played extremely well in the two games. So, um, you know, he's a smaller player that brings speed and energy and scoring ability. And so a lot of, um, you know, a lot of upside. And I'm sure, you know, we're going to see him. We're going to see him here for a few years and, and, and learn to deal deal with him. You're already squirming in your seat a little. Cause yeah. You, <laughs> so, yeah, right. he's going to be a thorn in the side a little That's bit. That's right. Uh, Clark is kind of a hard-nosed player. He mm-hmm. was around for the playoffs a bit last year to get kind of a taste. And he's got leader written all over him. Uh, another guy that you hate to give up, but uh, – you know, you, you want to wish him, of course, all the best in Winnipeg, yeah. and he's got a bright future as well. Yeah, that's another tough one. Boy, he's uh, he's a first-class citizen. He's just a tremendous guy and teammate, and, and he's got good leadership qualities and, you know, plays plays with some hardness in his game and, um, you know, understands who he is as a player. So, you know, another guy that we wish all the best. Uh, okay, so then uh, there's quite a few prospects that maybe people – maybe remember hearing but don't quite because of uh you know the draft and such uh let's go with austin mcgyver a a 2001 defenseman tell us a little bit about him yeah austin's a a real big body he's got a big tough defenseman you know six two six three uh 200 plus pounds so you know plays a simple game but um he's the guy that likes to likes to punish the opposition coming into the defensive zone so um you know and, and another real solid character guy Connor T. He's a guy I remember when you drafted him. Uh, mobile guy as well, and uh, you know he's going to Winnipeg in the other way as well. Another tough ad, but you just tell us a little bit about T. Yeah, yeah, similar to a um, you know a Cleveland, uh, you know, a little smaller, plays with a lot of bite, and um, you know, and, and has good mobility. Uh, Aiden Laskivo. Yeah, yeah, I practice that. You know, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, Aiden's in his. Uh, second year of midget so he has a year left he played with the wild you know speed and energy I, I think that's the best way to classify him keeps his game pretty simple somewhat defensive minded uh can contribute offensively but uh he's probably going to be you know more of a more of a two-way guy that's probably where he'd fall and then uh tam Gislison. yeah tam's a young defenseman he's only an 03 16 yeah, years really old and has potential to um you know do some good things in this game and the big defenseman moves pretty well, moves the puck, good vision, pretty good skill set. You know, not sure if he's going to be playing in the Western League at some point or not, but um, he'll probably get a look. He's definitely going to get a look. There's yeah. no question about it. Uh, and then the funny part to me is that the draft picks that are involved as well. Because when you look at this, it's a 10-player trade, and then it's like you just throw two picks in, in yeah. just on top. You get a fourth round, and then a sixth round is going to Winnipeg. How do you end up getting, like discussing draft picks in a 10-player trade? That's a really a good question. Uh, I'm I'm uh yeah, that was it was the last piece and um 
So you know what? I'm going to need... I, I love these three guys. I'm going to need a fourth out of this. Well, if I'm giving you a fourth, yeah. I, you got to give me a sixth. It's contingent on this. <laughs> uh, Paul, like, it's, it's obviously very exciting that these three players are coming into Steinbeck. But more importantly, on the bigger picture, these are probably three sought-after guys that uh, you know you now get into your program, maybe keep away from other programs as, as in this league. That's got a doesn't play a factor, but it, you know there's a part of it in there. Well, yeah, I mean there's only so many players, you know, only so many veterans that might be available to acquire. So uh, when you have these opportunities, I mean, I mean we were just looking to take care of our own business. I mean, you know, you know if we had an opportunity to improve our team, uh, we've we've. Uh, it's kind of always been our philosophy that when those opportunities arise, that if we have the ability to do so, we're going to try to acquire them. And um, so we were grateful for that. But, um, yeah, there's no doubt that there's other teams in our, in our league that would would covet a couple of those guys, or all three maybe. But um, so, um, yeah, it takes, you know, it takes an asset off the board, right? Just like in free agency in the NHL, once guys start falling off the board, there's, Less less movement uh, and less opportunity for some of the other teams. All right, so then I gotta ask how you divide your time because putting a trade together like this it doesn't come in overnight. If you say you put three four weeks in this, how much did this trade take away from what else you wanted to do on the trade front or on the recruitment front? Did it take away from from your time? Well, I don't I don't think so. I mean, um, you know, there's other areas. I think you know right now I think you kind of get into. Um, player personnel mode and and uh, focusing on our roster for next year we just came out of a you know a fairly heavy recruiting trip and so you're kind of in that mode and you know the wonderful thing about the job is we're able to have these conversations regardless of where you are so you may not be you may not be in the office you may be you know tooling around on your yard and cutting grass and you may take a break here and there but um so that's that's um you know the benefit of of this profession is that a lot of things do get done uh, regardless of where you are geographically uh just a couple more for you uh Steinbeck's always prided themselves on having a very full cupboard of prospects well you you pulled quite a few out for this trade uh how do you still feel Steinbeck is prospect wise after moving seven prospects at different levels in this deal yeah well we still feel there's a you know we've um, still have a number of really good prospects. You know, we looked at, we did move a number of D, but the reality was that not all of them were going to play for us at some point. So, you know, in that 03 group, there's there's some really strong defensemen that are, are not with us yet. They might be a year away. Um, you know, and then in, you know, 04, we just had the draft. Now we, we drafted a couple of really good defensemen there as well. And, you know, led by Sam Court, who, you know, has the potential to play here as a 16 year old. So, you know, I think, um, you know, we, y- you want to be prepared for years to follow, but, um, you know, we've also realized that at some point, some of those players are going to need to be moved because, um, you know, the reality is we're carrying 14 forwards and seven defensemen. So if you have 15 defensemen that can all play, um, at some point they're going to be uh, relocating. So, and prospects are funny because you know prospects value kind of decreases as they get closer to the the junior A level because you know the team's needs become less. Like there's you're almost buying a lottery ticket with certain prospects. That's right. That's right. And it's like a draft pick, right? Yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, for fans that follow the NHL or even the MJHL, and you look at first round draft picks and the history of them, it, there are no guarantees. 
and uh, they seem to be more uh, highly sought after during that draft week. Uh, but if, you know, maybe after two years of junior, that player that was selected 15th overall in the NHL, he he may only have the value of a third rounder after a couple of years of junior. So the same in reverse, like a sixth rounder could be playing like uh, look at Datsuk and uh, Zetterberg as prime examples. Yeah, absolutely, in the 200s and Hall of Famers. That's right. Never that's, know. That's right. So I mean, the draft. I always say it's it's an opportunity. Being drafted is the easy part. Yeah, and uh, the difficult. You know, the hardest stretch of the work begins after the draft. You add three right-handed players in this trade. Now, it seems like right-handed hockey players are like left-handed pitchers in baseball. They're a little bit more difficult to find, but you're really strong on the right side now and uh, strong on the right side of D. I mean, if have you penciled in some line combinations already? <laughs> well, there's, they're, uh, I've gone through probably a pad of paper already, Dave, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think on the right side, I mean, on the back end, we have three right defensemen now. So uh, Declan Graham, you know, Dylan Cassie, Curtis Ireland. Yes, three very good players. All of them could are all of them are top four defensemen in the MJHL. That's correct. That's correct. That's so, a, that's, so that's an uh, that's a luxury. Absolutely. So um, you know, with that, I mean, you see injuries take place. Um, it's vital. You know, if you want to make a run with a club, it, to have that defensive depth is, is vital. So. You know, I think that put us in a really good position yesterday with the acquisition of Cassie. Uh, and then up front, yeah, in years past, our fans probably have noticed, and we've been heavy with left-handed shots. And, you know, if you look at our lineup now, um, particularly up front, it's probably a, a 75-25 split being being right-handed. So um, uh, maybe, that, uh, maybe there's been a shift in... <laughs> I just penciled down... I just penciled in some names as we were talking... On just on the right side alone, you got uh, Kyle Bettens, Tanner Mole, Ty Nakins, David Query. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at you know some other right shots that that are coming in. So um, camp is going to be very fun this year. Camp's going to be fun. Now I, I was talking to a couple guys yesterday, and uh, this camp reminded me of the same one two years ago, where there were limited spots, and you had certain types of players you were looking for to put your team over the top. Is that where you feel Steinbach's going to be in the next couple of seasons when you look at your your prospect, or not your prospect yet, but your main camp and filling out your roster, that you're you're there looking for a piece or two to kind of just put you over the top? Well, we, we hope so. That's always the, uh, that's where we aspire to be. But, um, you know, there is potential to, to be in that situation, I think. Uh, so, yeah, we, we where we are today, you know, in the middle of June, obviously we, we like some of the kids coming in. We like, uh, you know, the number and the quality of the players we have coming in. So, um, you know, it takes off a, a little bit of that pressure in terms of, you know, scrambling in September and, and uh, you know, maybe into the season to improve our depth. Finally, the excitement from the, the, the guys coming in, that's – that's standard. I mean, like Cassie talked about, all three guys are very excited to come in and win in Steinbach. I mean, they, Cassie even said, if you can't beat him, join him. He's been, you knocked him out two years in a row. Paul, he's pretty happy to be wearing Pistons blue. But the excitement from the guys in your own locker room and, and already them reaching out to the new guys and, and you know welcoming them in, as a coach, that's got to really make you excited. Well, there's no question. I think um, you know our returning players um, you know, viewed this as particularly the 20 year olds I mean they always want to go out with you know hopefully a ring on their fingers so um, they viewed this as a, a step in the right direction and um, um, you know we want to make that last year special for them 
so um but yeah like it is great i mean i spoke with a couple of them yesterday and the enthusiasm we're talking we're three months away from you know probably opening opening night and uh you know the comments were man i wish we were starting tomorrow uh that's that's what you want to have and uh you know we're really fortunate that we've had a few years where guys are eagerly preparing and uh, anticipating the start of the season and getting back to Steinbach and and um you know playing in front of our fans and uh that's it's 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 awesome so i think it'll you know the summer can be a grind in terms of the workouts you know guys are pushing hard and they're pushing themselves physically so to have that added inspiration i think is beneficial uh kate just before we get to the regular season and in camp even there's a couple of great events that uh are taking place for the pistons power camp registration is on now people can still get in yeah absolutely yeah so power camp is our is our hockey school and our players are all coming back for it and it's been a great week the, the kids are there from about 8 30 to to four-ish and uh we take care of them and uh it's it's a fun it's really just a great environment and um um so yeah we're hoping to hoping to fill that out again and the golf tournament which is uh always loved by everybody that comes are you still looking for teams you still looking for sponsors yeah there's still openings on, on both ends so um uh yeah to contact our, our office call the office at 346-1604 or email uh, info at steinbackpistons.ca if you want to get into the tournament and uh, it's a great format it's it's unique we have uh, different you know celebrities from former you know past professional athletes from different sports and uh maybe the odd politician <laughs> i got it can you give us maybe one celebrity that uh it, it may or may not be confirmed to come can you can you drop a hint for us ah uh, yeah well i mean we've incorporated more of our former players you know Which, uh, they uh, love to do it and people around here love golfing with guys like wazi and and uh, denny bosk and jordan yeah. bohanski like they love those guys yeah yeah and some of the old bombers oh yeah uh, last year i think james murphy you know cfl hall of famer trevor cackert's been out a couple times trevor kennard's been out yeah um i think i spoke with james the other day he had so much fun and uh then i ran into the guys that he had played with and they had a blast so he's coming back and and uh, so we've had, you know, a number of different people, and it's just been a – they've really enjoyed the uh, – when the celebrities come in from Winnipeg, they like to feel the tournament and, and the players that they've, they've played with, and most of them are from Steinbach and area. So, and, um, yeah, so we, that's one of the highlights of the year for all of us, no question. Well, I think it's safe to say can't wait. Uh, and it's, we love talking hockey in, uh, in mid-June, that's for sure, Paul. Thanks for doing this, and uh, best of luck the rest of the summer. Looking forward to camp. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it.